good, everybody? Welcome to the channel. Welcome to the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Today, I'm going to be giving you guys four shows in one. So if you're listening to the audio, you're just going to get what you guys need to get. Like I'm doing commanders. I'm doing several different topics on this episode. So we're going to kick things off with the commanders. Commanders getting the big win versus the Patriots. And we're going to talk a lot more about Sam Howell as the show goes on. Man, Sam Howell has looked great uh, so far this year, and um, I'm excited for it. Um, there was a lot of doubts about having a guy who is a, you know, former sixth, uh, fifth round pick. And when you hear that, that draft status, it kind of like, you know, scares people away. Can this fifth round pick really become a franchise quarterback? We're going to get into Sam Howell in a minute, but the commanders defeat the Patriots 20 to 17. And it was a game that was tough and the rookie stepped up big for the commander. So I'm happy for that. But when you look at the, to the totality of the game, Sam Howell threw the ball 45 times. Now, it's not always ideal to have your quarterback throw the ball 45 times. Uh, sometimes you want to kind of get some balance. Um, What's good, Time My Sports? Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Like I said, four shows in one. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Don't you worry about that. We're we going to get there. We're going to get to that comment. Uh, but yeah, Sam Howell threw the ball 45 times, 325 yards passing, one touchdown, one INT. Sam had a perfect game, a near perfect game. What I didn't like was that interception in the end zone. And we're going to talk about that. He was sacked three times, but all the sacks were not on the offensive line. I believe some of those sacks were on Sam Howell, extending plays, looking down the field, trying to create something out of nothing. Sometimes I just want Sam to throw away the ball. He would be sacked far less if he throws away the ball. But shout out to Eric Bieniemy. He's been, you know, creating opportunities for Sam to get the ball out of his hands pretty quick. And then Sam throws a lot of completions. We're going to get to Sam's stats in a minute uh, overall in the league right now. But, yeah, Sam gets the ball out of his hands quickly. And it's due to EB dialing up plays that could get Sam, get the ball out of Sam's hands quicker. Brian Robinson, believe it or not, had one of his better games of the season. I mean, 18 carries, 63 yards. It's not the greatest thing, but he did have a rushing touchdown. Brian Robinson is literally money from the goal line. He's our top scorer this year, and he's going to continue to score. But the 18 carries for 63 yards, 3.5 yards per carry, that's not good. That needs to improve. I did like that he got 18 uh, carries, though, because the balance has to be there. The commanders threw the ball 45 times. They ran the ball. 29 times. So it's not like they weren't running the ball. Antonio Gibson came up big. He had six carries for 34 yards, 5.7 yards per carry. And then he was also used in the passing game, five receptions, 42 yards. Antonio Gibson was big. One thing that I love about Sam Howell is that he's going to spread the ball. He's going to get the ball to everybody that needs to get the ball. Sam Howell does not just lock in on one guy. Here are the target distribution for this game. Sam Howell had uh, seven targets to Terry McLaurin, eight targets to Jahan Dotson, four to Pringle, five to Antonio Gibson, four to Dayami Brown, six to Logan Thomas. Jameson Crowder had six targets. And then, of course, Brian Robinson with two and John Bates with two. So out of his 44 targets, he was able to spread the ball. And that's what you want to see. Um Although he had 45 pass attempts, 
I guess one was a throwaway. The other 44 were targets to his several different wide receivers. Terry McLaurin led the way in yards with 73 yards out of five receptions, uh, averaged 14.6 per catch, which is great. I love when Terry's involved. Terry needs seven to 10 targets a game regardless. And then I'm loving that there's a connection that's building between Sam Howell and Jahan Dotson. Uh, four receptions, 69 yards, and a score. Uh, in your fantasy teams, which we're going to get later on in the show, on your fantasy teams, you want to make sure that you have Jahan Dotson rolling. He's starting to build a rapport with um, Sam Howell, and he's very close to his career high in catches. I think two more catches gives him a career high with 37. He's not saying a lot, but last year we realized that Jahan Dotson didn't get a lot of targets, but he maximized his targets. I think he's on pace for about a possible 70 to 75 uh, catch season this year, and that's great, especially with the quick pass game. You're going to have a lot of receivers get a lot of receptions in this offense, so it's good. It's good for PPR uh, fantasy, but um, the quick pass game. I'm loving to see. I'm loving to see guys like Bron, uh, Byron Pringle step up big. Um, he he looks apart. He looks like our third best wide receiver, especially with Curtis Samuel being gone. Uh, Deami Brown, man, the guy just has too many drops for my liking. Uh, man, I don't know about Deami Brown after this season, to be honest. Um, Antonio Gibson, he was big in the passing game. He, he literally caught all of his targets. He's one of those guys where if you throw it, he's going to catch it. And when he catches it, he's going to make plays. And that's kind of how we want to see Antonio Gibson. He's another guy that I don't think comes back next season. But we're not worried about next season. We're worried about the right now. Logan Thomas, I was very wrong about Logan Thomas this season. I want to apologize. Mr. Logan Thomas, if you're watching the show, I apologize. Logan Thomas has been good. He's been solid. Um, he's been really, really good in real life and fantasy. So he's back to relevance. He's a reliable target. And my whole thing with Logan Thomas was his health. When he's healthy, we know what Logan Thomas can do. And he, he's, he's looked good. Jamison Crowder has been a huge surprise. Big game last week and had a modest game this week. But yeah, the passing game was humming. The running game was okay. The running game did just enough to help the commanders win. Jamin Davis led the team with tackles with nine. Kendall Fuller. Uh, Cameron Curl, who leads the entire team with tackles, played a solid game. Kalik Hudson, I love to see him out there more than more than Mayo. We need to like figure this whole linebacker, this whole linebacking group. Uh, something is just not adding up. We just need linebackers moving forward. And I think with a new coach coming in next year, I think no matter what happens, unless the Commanders win the Super Bowl, I think that Ron Rivera is gone. Ron Rivera is going to be gone, and there's going to be a new coach taking over. I hate to keep going into the future, but you kind of have to do that based off of where we are right now. We're four and five. We don't know if we're going to be a playoff team or not. Like We're just right in the middle, and we could fight for that wild card. We're going to talk about the next six games for the commanders, and you guys let me know which games are winnable. You know, I had a, a tweet on uh, on Twitter, and they were laughing because I said, I believe in the next six games, we could go five and one. I would hope that we go four and two, but most likely we most likely go three and three just because it's the commanders. And sadly, it might just be two and four. That's just who the commanders are. When you put your hopes in the commanders, they let you down. You put your hopes in, they let you down. That's just what the commanders have done all season. Uh, Quan, Quan, Quan Martin sealed the game with an interception. Young rookie. A lot of the rookies stepped up for the commanders on Sunday, and, and, and it was beautiful to see. Emmanuel Forbes had a beautiful game, but but then again, who was he defending? He was defending 
uh, uh, the Patriots with the likes of Smith Schuster and and uh, 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 the Mario Douglas. I have to even look up these names. You know, they didn't really have a notable receiver. Jalen Regor, uh, uh, Tyquan Thornton. Of course, of course, Forbes should ball out versus these guys. But at the end of the day, a win is a win, and a good performance by your defense is a good performance. Guys like Quan Martin, you know, KJ Henry almost had a sack, but you know they called it. Uh, what did they call? Um, they said that it was a, a personal foul, roughing the passer because he put his body weight into the sack. Like the NFL is getting soft. They look like a legit sack. At the end of the day, a sack is a sack. It doesn't matter if you put your whole weight on the quarterback. Protect better for your quarterback, so that, that way those things don't happen. But yeah, Sam Howell. Offense looked good. They they have limited some things. I'm loving Larson as the center. He's really solidifying that group, and he seems to be the glue for that group. Um, we're making tweaks here and there, but what I would love to see in the next game, oh, I have to look it up. I knew who who we were playing. Seattle. We're playing the Seattle Seahawks, and um, although the Seahawks are struggling offensively, we should beat the Seahawks. But but then again, like I said. The commander thing to do is to lose the games you think you're going to win. And sometimes you win the games that you don't think you're going to win. Uh, like playing Philly twice. We, In actuality, after nine games, the commander should be eight and one. Now, you guys might laugh. The one loss, the one legit loss should be to the Buffalo Bills, right? We should have beaten the Eagles twice. There's no way you slice it. We should have beaten the Eagles twice. And the Bears and the Giants were very winnable games. You know, the Bears, we just didn't show up on, on, a, on a Thursday night, right? And then versus the Giants, 14-7, it just looked bad, which the team ended up trading away Montez Sweat and Chase Young. So trading away Montez Sweat and Chase Young, I had an interesting stat. Chase Young was leading the team with 6.5 sacks, right? And then Chase Young was right there with five sacks. I don't think that any of our defenders are able to reach seven sacks this year. I mean, who has a chance to reach seven sacks? Maybe Casey Tuhill, but even then, he's going to be defended by some of the best left tackles in the world. And it's time for the defense to get creative, get guys like Allen and Payne. You know, those guys need to create pressures and sacks because – they might be the ones to open it up for the edges. Like you, now you got to like send guys like Cameron Curl. You got to send guys like Jamin Davis. That's going to be the only way that this is going to be able to work in terms of trying to improve your team in terms of, you know, getting after the quarterback. I probably went blank, uh, blank for a while. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, uh, looking at this defense, uh, we got very lucky. <laughs> We're going to be playing a team Gino, with uh, JSN, Lockett, DK Metcalf. And this DK Metcalf, he scares me because he hasn't looked good all season per se. But when you play the Commanders, it fixes all your passing woes. This could be a game where Geno Smith throws for 400 yards. This could be a game where DK Metcalf remembers how to play football. Tyler Lockett could beat you deep. JSN could make some highlight catches as a rookie. So it's going to be a scary game. Kenneth Walker didn't play well on Sunday, but guess what? When they play the commanders, it seems like everything goes well for other teams. So what can they do? They got to put pressure on Geno Smith. If you let him be accurate and just be there and just be able to create, it can be a long day for the commanders. So yeah, I won't sleep on the Seahawks, but as we look at the rest of the schedule, for those of you guys that are listening, 
on the audio, be sure to tweet me on Twitter at Manny Chikuba. Um, for those of you guys that are watching the live or the replay, the Commanders play the Seahawks. They play the Giants. Seahawks on the road, Giants at home, Dallas on the road, uh, Thanksgiving game, I believe. Uh, then they play Miami. Then it's a bye week in week 14. Then they play the Rams and then the Jets. So these next six games, do you guys think the commanders go five and one, four and two, three and three, or two and four? Let me know in the comment section if you're watching the replay, and then we'll talk about it further. Like I said, these are some winnable games. Seattle has not looked good, but they are they are at home, and it's a 325 game, uh, 325 uh, Central Time. So late game for the Commanders on the other side of the world, um, per se, going to Seattle. Then you play the Giants at home. That's a get-right game regardless of what happens in that Seattle game. Then you're playing Dallas at Dallas, but you know what? We play every single NFC East opponent very close. Think of it this way. You lost to the uh you, you lost to Philly by three the first game. You lost to Philly by seven the next game, and then you lost to the Giants by seven. So we're all one possession games, all one score games. I believe this game in Dallas is going to be close. I don't know if the commanders win, but it's going to be close. I want to see what Sam Howell looks like from Seattle to the Giants and then heading into Dallas. He's been in Dallas before. It's not the same Dallas team, it's not the same commanders team. But the confidence for Sam Howell continues to build. Then you play Miami. That might be just a, a straight-out loss, okay? We have nobody in the world that could guard Tyreek Hill right now. Even if you put four guys, you, can't, you cannot guard him. Then, of course, Jalen Waddle is a grown man. And then you have all this speed on offense. Devon uh, Chain should be back by then. So speed, 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 speed. It could be one of those crazy games for the commanders. But at the end of the day, Sam Howell has to show me what he would look like versus a legit defense that has Jalen Ramsey in the Miami Dolphins. So I'm interested in that game. Like I said, guys, I don't care what happens for, to the commanders the rest of the way. For me, it's all about the growth of Sam Howell. That's what's most important here. Hey, what's good, Jackson? Man, appreciate you hopping on the stream, brother. And then we play the Rams. The Rams don't look good right now. And then they just signed Carson Wentz. So it could be a, a, a game where, who knows, maybe the Rams have given up at this point. And you might see Carson Wentz versus the Commanders. Who knows? I'm just saying. Rams don't look good. Um, they definitely want a higher draft pick. And then you have the Jets. And it could be Zach Wilson by the end. Who knows? There's some rumors that Aaron Rodgers could be back, but I don't see Aaron Rodgers coming back. And then the last two games of the season, you have San Francisco, and then you have Dallas. That's two potential games to where, who knows, San Fran might have locked up home field advantage, or they might have locked up you know, something to where they can't get home field advantage or whatever. That game might be meaningless. You have Dallas, that, that, that very last game, week, 17, week 18, unless they're playing for the first overall uh, seed, they consider a lot of their players. So anything is possible. Anything can happen. Um, there's lots of winnable games. We had a beautiful schedule to even begin with 
and it just didn't pan out for the commanders. But I told you guys I was going to talk Sam Howell for a little bit. I got some Sam Howell stats for you guys. That's going to make you guys happy. Of course, stats don't mean much if you're not winning. But the thing is, we actually are winning every now and again. And these stats are starting to make sense. Right now, today, Sam Howell has the most completions in the NFL. And that's thanks to EB with the quick passing game. Boom, boom, boom. Getting the ball out of his hands quicker and you're hitting these guys. Uh, you can even hear um, <clears throat> the Kelsey brothers talking on their podcast. And the Kelsey, the I can't think of his first name right now, but Kelsey, I think it's Jason Kelsey, the one that plays center for the Eagles. He was talking about Sam Howell just hit him and hit him and hit him for a slant, another slant, another slant, and they could not stop what Sam Howell was doing. So a lot of people are raving about Sam Howell. I think that Sam Howell is the future. I think that Sam Howell is the franchise QB. If the next group of coaches come in and say Sam Howell isn't the QB, I, I, look, I might not support the team for a while. I'm just being real. Yeah, yeah, like today, right now, Sam Howell has the most completions in the NFL with 235 completions. That means he's getting the ball, the ball out of his hands quick, and he's throwing a lot of quick, quick passes, which is good. It's an extension of the run game. Also, um, Sam Howell has the second most passing yards in the NFL currently. So right now, if you go to the stats for the entire NFL and you click on QBs or passing, you're going to see Sam Howell as the number two passer in the NFL in terms of yards. And then he has the most touchdowns in the NFL the last uh, five games, which is 10 touchdowns the last five games. Just imagine for the every five games, the rest of the way. 10 touchdowns like these next five games. If he gets 10 touchdowns, man, he's on pace for a nice, hefty amount of touchdowns. What I want to see is him making good decisions. The interceptions might come here and there. But one thing that I want uh, uh, to see out of Sam is just him making good decisions, him making the correct plays and making the correct reads. And in times where you need a touchdown. Like when we get into the red zone, I want to see Sam Howell improve. I want to see Eric Bieniemy improve. It seems like these two guys are going to be tied together for quite some time. Somebody's saying that Sam Howell is the quarterback for the next five to 10 years. I'm hoping more 10 than five because uh, I'm sick and tired of not having consistency out of the QB position. And next year could be another year for Sam Howell to start. And it'll be beautiful to have a QB that has started two seasons, the entire season, two years in a row. So that will be something that I'm looking forward to. But we're still right now in the right now in this season and we're focused on Seattle. So, yeah, that's the end of uh, the segment for the commanders. We're going to go ahead and get into the next topic, which is the NBA. Uh, the NBA, man, uh, I've look, it's, this is one of those years where I'm really, truly enjoying the NBA. 